Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to Quantum Living, a mysterious dimension at the intersection of science and spirituality, where anything can happen. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for joining me on this quantum journey as I continue lifting the veil of other dimensions and realities to make them a part of our life. As always, please take away from the show only what resonates with you and discard the rest or put it aside for later. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to Quantum Living, a magical space where science meets spirituality and anything can happen. Over many years of my personal and spiritual development work, I came across a peculiar statement that in order to get to the light, we need to get through the shadow first. Why? And what does it mean? To explore this fascinating topic about transcending the soul shadow, I have invited two special guests to my show, Stacy Musil and Sam Fernandez. Why two? <laughs> Yep, they are a spiritual tandem. It will soon become clear. Stacy has been practicing psychotherapy for over 10 years, and in her work with clients, she is passionate about diving deep into the emotional wounds to heal and transform the energy behind them and bring the light through into deep love. She is the author of Your Empowered Soul, a natural path to heal anxiety and depression book, which we will also talk about. Stacy is on a mission to bring love to the world by assisting people to love themselves first, to transcend through the shadows and awaken their potential as sovereign beings. Sam is a musician with over 20 years of experience. He has been on a spiritual path for most of his life, learning many different beliefs and ideologies from different religions and adopting only those that resonate with him. This includes studies of indigenous plant medicine of Central and South America. He is an empath, strongly attuned to Gaia and all of her creation. Sam is a level 2 Reiki practitioner and is currently building a sound healing practice drawing on his substantial music expertise. Stacy and Sam co-host the Be The Love, Transcending Through The Shadows podcast and are now joining me from Fort Collins in Colorado. Hello Stacy and Sam, welcome to Quantum Living. It's so great to connect with you again. How are you? Oh, thank you, Anna. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm so excited about being here. So thank you. Yeah, and it's a pleasure to see you again. And I'm excited to have a great conversation as well. Terrific. And we've got so much to talk about. So let's dive right into it. Could you please tell us, how did you find yourself on this path of personal growth and spirituality? Well, thank you for, for asking. That's a beautiful question, because I think that it, I know for me, um, it's definitely been a very multifaceted one. Um, it's been a long journey of really self-discovery. I've been on a spiritual path as well since very young age, and I found myself being drawn to meditation and 
esoteric ideas and astrology. And, you know, I knew there was something else out there and I just have always been very deeply connected and, but it wasn't really until my, probably my late twenties when I got into this relationship and I realized I had a lot of trauma. And so I was going through the healing process of finding what was underneath all the trauma and unburying everything. Um, it wasn't until then I realized I actually had a mind and a body and I was, you know, finding ways to connect with my inner world. And so I was bringing in tools. I read every book I could get my hands on, on spiritual awakening, on meditation, on yoga, on, you know, I read The Journey, Brendan Bay's The Journey. Um, that was probably the first book I read that really connected myself to my body and recognizing that the emotions were stored in the body and, and I could go in and, and do the work and start releasing them. So it was really around that time. And, and the relationship I was in at the time also, you know, I think that my ex-husband, <laughs> you know, for, you know, I, I feel like he was placed in my path to be a mirror to help me release a lot of the traumas and a lot of the emotions I had. And so so that was really the the start of that. And I just wanted to dive deep and recognizing that I wasn't a victim of my circumstances. I was a person that I can, I was empowered to go through and heal and, and, you know, learning that I didn't have to live with the trauma for my, the rest of my life. And, and it's been just a beautiful journey since, since that point. So beautiful. How about you, Sam? Thank you, Anna. Um, my journey into the spiritual actually started as a journey into the supernatural. Uh, when I was around two years old, I actually saw my first ghost. And it was in an old house, and that house was actually built on uh, some native uh, ceremonial site. So that's when I first got my my first dose of, you know, there's something out there that, you know, is not of the physical realm. So um, I'm I'm... And since then, I've just been fascinated by the paranormal. But as I uh, got older in my teens, I started to discover meditation. And uh, I got really, really into it and um, you know, meditated every night for at least an hour, if not two hours every night. Um, and then you know, as I, as I got older, the spiritual, all that stuff kind of just started to fade away. And I did become more three-dimensional, you know, got married, got the, you know, the little house, got, didn't have any kids, but got two dogs, you know, tried, tried to go with the, you know, the quote unquote American dream, I guess you could say. And, um, around that time, actually, and, and Stacy was talking about, uh, some books that have really, you know, impacted her life. One of the books that really impacted my life was the power of now by, by a card Tolle. And, um, I'm one of those people that always, you know, like I want what I want and I want it now, you know, <laughs> and I don't want to wait for the future. I just want it now. And that book just really opened my eyes on how to be present. And, um, from there, um, I think, you know, like Stacy was saying, my marriage was definitely a learning experience. My ex-wife was there to, you know, for us to learn from each other. And uh, after the divorce, I started to get back into my spirituality, back into my music as well. Um, so, so yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a really crazy journey. And, you know, you were talking at the beginning about, about shadows and 
Um, I think I'm pretty well versed in the in the shadow <laughs> realm. I've had some some trauma and tragedies, you know, coming from a broken home, um, you know, and things like that nature. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I'm still learning. I'm still very new to to all of the facets and the modalities of spirituality, and I'm just excited just to you know keep evolving, basically. Okay, thanks for that, Sam. That's uh, that's another uh, very interesting background story, if you like, <laughs> that has brought you and both of you into this point. Uh, before we start talking about the subject of today's episode, I just would like to ask you to say a few things about your podcast. You both co-host a wonderful Be The Love podcast, which I had the pleasure to be recently interviewed on. How did you come up with this podcast concept and how did you bring it to being? And I have heard the story already, which is really, really fascinating. And so I would love you to share it again with our audience. Absolutely. This is one of my favorite stories because it was so divinely created and I feel like manifested <laughs> in this beautiful way. Um, I was in a transition in my life and I went on a trip to Sedona, Arizona, the United States. And I just went with the intention. I was going down there for a couple of retreats and I was going to be down, down there for about three weeks or so. And I was on my way and I went to this retreat and I, but I was with the intention of asking the universe, what's next for me? What do I need to be doing? What is the next thing on my path? And I, when I was at the first retreat, I got this message. I need to teach something because I've been a psychotherapist for so long. It, it, I got the message. I need to balance my energy. So I needed to go out and teach and with like, with all the knowledge that I had gained over the years. And so I was like, okay, well, what do I need to teach? And so I was walking around the stupa at, in Sedona there and I just got this message. I need to teach about love and love is always something that's been very present for me. That's something I've always like gravitated toward in my heart chakra, opening up, wanting to be the love. That's always been my motto, ironically, but I, it wasn't until 11, 11 on November 11th, I went to bed and, um, and, and just to back up a little bit, um, that day I had, I had attended another retreat and if you, uh, if you listen to be the love, um, we just interviewed Matthuis I am Ohop. I think that's how you say it. I can't remember at the moment. Matthuis Imhotep. Thank you. That's how you that's, yeah. Imhotep. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a hard one. <laughs> and he was doing a presentation at this retreat and he, had been downloaded with this symbol that we had, that he had. And, and so he downloaded all of us with the symbol and the symbol was this really powerful, magical symbol. And he said, he suggested, you know, you can put it under your bed, it, you know, it gives you messages and, and things. And so I went home to my Airbnb and I put it under my bed and I could not sleep. All of a sudden, I, I just felt this vibrational energy pulsating through my body. And I received this download of the podcast. And I, I everything wow. from the name of it to the guests I would be having to the format to 
And so everything came to me. And the next day I started writing my business plan. And then after that, um, I had my friend, Christy Grace, who has Leading Edge Productions. She designed the graphic for it. And then Sam and I were texting and and he wanted, you know, we talked about being a co-host. And in that morning I had just thought about, I was like, oh, I should get a co-host. And Sam's like, oh, I want to be your co-host. And so, and then our song, our, our theme song came to us. So everything was synchronistic and in divine timing. And it was just so beautiful how it really manifested. And ever since it started, we have just been on a roll. We were actually, we were number seven in Denmark, not too long ago and number 68 in Australia. Um, so last week, actually, wow. <laughs> um, and we've been kind of all over the charts, but anything under, I think a hundred is really, you know, really great success for, we've only been going since December 21st was when we launched. Um, so on the age of Aquarius, which was a beautiful, magical day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving the story. Thank you for sharing. So, Clearly, it has been preordained, quote unquote, by the by the universe in terms of your pathway and where it is going to lead. So wonderful. Thank you. Now, Stacey, you are a psychotherapist. Sam, you are a musician. And both of you are now following together a spiritual path. Now, most people come to this path from various backgrounds, obviously. And I believe that there is always a special seed in those original educational backgrounds, if you like, and experiences that germinates and enriches in a special way people's exploration in a spiritual space. In my case, for example, it's communication. So could you talk a bit to how your respective backgrounds drive and influence your current spiritual calling? Great question. Yeah, I have been on this path of helping myself for so long, and I always knew that there was a better way, and I really wanted to tap in and show others that there was also a better way and that they did not have to live with their trauma anxiety, depression, these are just, you know, it's just energy in motion, right? So we we live with the emotion which is stands for energy in motion and recognizing that we all have a path in my path. I felt like I really was guided to help support others and really show people that they have the gem within themselves. They are the diamond. They it's all within them. It's not an external force. And so part of my path as a psychotherapist is really sitting with people as a facilitator. You know, I'm not an expert in someone's life. And so, but it, it helps to just have someone sitting there who's been there on the other side. And so I personally have no, I don't suggest anything for my clients that I have not done for myself or have not tried. And that has really sparked my my path because 
I know what works and I know what's possible. And so that's been part of my psychotherapy journey. Beautiful. How about you, Sam? Uh, so for me, you know, I am, I am an empath and I'm a male. And uh, I know there are a lot of us out there. I know there's a lot of empaths out there and I know there's a lot of male empaths out there, but a lot of us are too afraid to speak up, mm. you know, from our, our, our back ring, our upground, you know, or our, our background, you know, being taught that boys don't cry. You got to push your feelings aside. You know, you have to be the, the manly man, whatever. Um, and, you know, with, with this type of uh, spiritual podcast that we do, it is uh, the, our, our listener base is mainly women. So I, I wanted to, you know, join up with Stacy to have that masculine presence there, mm. to have that male presence there, to, to let male listeners know that if you're a sensitive person, that's okay. Absolutely. You know, it's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to talk through things. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to, to it's okay to be silent. It's okay to do all that. Cause you know, with, with, with my background, um, I was in a very, you know, like I said, a very broken home and, you know, I was encouraged kind of, <laughs> I guess you could say, um, like my father encouraged me to, to do stuff that he did when he was a kid, you know? Um, so, but yeah, so when I, and what about music? What about music? Well, the, the music actually also comes from my father, too. He was a really good guitar player. He sang. He played harmonica. He was really good at it. And then, you know, the family came and he kind of had to throw all that stuff to the wayside. But I ended up getting his talent. Now, I started out, you know, probably as a lot of younger people do. An electric guitar, plugged it in, turned on the distortion and just went to town. You know, and I, uh, I did that for a while. Um, and it wasn't till like the last handful of years that I started to pay more attention to the frequency of the sound, to the vibration of the sound and what type of frequency or vibration do I want to put out there? You know, I, do I want to have something that's going to hurt or do I want to have something that's going to heal? Mm. So uh, the music that I play now is more towards healing. Like my guitars are turned to tuned to 432 Hertz, mm -hmm. which, you know, if, if you look up is it's the, hurts of it's the frequency of the universe um so that's kind of how how i've been doing my music right now and yeah it's just it's just more therapeutic more healing like stacy said i'm also one mm. of those people that you know i believe i'm here on this earth to help others to heal others you know to do things like that and not to be you know selfish with talents or gifts or or what have you yeah oh lovely so one thing flows into another, into another, into another, and builds this beautiful energy in, in, in your both stories to bring you to this point. So, oh, I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Okay, let's talk about the soul shadow, what it is, what does it mean to transcend the soul shadow? That is a beautiful question. It's one of my favorite topics because we all have the shadow, right? We all have the, the parts of ourselves that we want to suppress. We want to ignore, shame, feel guilty about. And, you know, but recognizing our humanness in that, right? And so the soul shadows, the, the unconscious parts that usually come up that we want to ignore. Um, you know, maybe it's feeling the shame that we had as a child 
maybe it's, you know, stuffing down our emotions with food or having desires that might not be quote unquote acceptable in our, our society, but recognizing that, you know, we are all human on this path. And when we can step into our humanness and have compassion for ourselves and love ourselves through it, we can work through those emotions and, you know, stepping into that the energy of the emotions that are behind all of that shame and guilt and helping to release that that's part of you know the releasing of the the soul shadow but really the soul shadow are those parts that we we want to shame and make make wrong or make bad so does it mean that we need to remove all our shadow from our soul from our being Or is it more about being aware of it and managing it so that it doesn't um, take over our life? Absolutely. I think awareness is number one, right? We have to become aware. And so that, because we're always going to have thoughts, we're always going to have emotions that are going to come up, right? It's how much focus and attention we're going to give to those thoughts and how much, you know, if they come up, it's not about shaming ourselves for having those thoughts or that those emotions, but loving ourselves deeply enough to say, it's okay. Today is okay. You're not feeling well, you're feeling sad and I love you anyways. And, you know, recognizing the, yeah, the awareness is key to that. Learn more about Quantum Living, a cutting-edge approach to self-empowerment and emotional freedom at the intersection of science and spirituality. It is the master key to understanding how life works and gives you many tools and strategies to change your life experiences. Whether dealing with emotional addictions, relationship issues, self-sabotage blocking the progress and achievement in your life, or any other challenge, Quantum Living is the space you want to be in. My Quantum Living coaching program is as psychological, spiritual and esoteric as it is educational and practical. In the advanced stage of the program, I will take you on a quantum soul journey in a deep theta state to other dimensions and realities, which is an amazing and profound experience. I also invite you to sign up for Quantum Talk, my free monthly newsletter with a blog, updates and special offers. When you do, you will instantly receive a download copy of my book, The Seven Keys to Quantum Communication, absolutely free. To book your free diagnostic session and receive your free book, visit quantumliving.com.au today. You'll be glad you did. So this is really important to be aware of your, let's call them negative emotions or or shadows to the extent that you can manage them. So for example, when you get angry, like really angry, or if you are, if you notice that you are getting angry frequently for no reason, that's, I guess, is the, the time to explore it and examine it. Because once we are aware of those negative emotions and those shadows, then we can 
manage them, we can control them, we can process whatever hasn't been processed yet. But at the end of the day, we still can get angry sometimes or frustrated about something because we are human, after all. <laughs> uh, we, we, we haven't finished growing and, and learning on this on this physical plane. But yes, this is really important what you have just shared with us. So thank you. So on this note, Stacey, could you give us a couple of perhaps tips or techniques for the shadow work, just something that maybe people can do at home if there is anything that we need to uh, watch out for? Absolutely. I think, you know, recognizing that we do have that ability to do the work right at home. And, and so using the tools, um, one, one thing I would highly recommend is start a meditation practice. I think meditation is a really powerful process and tool that we all have available to us. We just have to tap into, um, you know, being able to sit still and it just takes a little bit of time. Sometimes, you know, I, one thing I hear from clients is, well, my mind won't shut off. And it's not about shutting your mind off as much as it is about redirecting your thoughts and redirecting your attention because we're human. We're always going to be having thoughts. We're always going to have things. And so being able to sit and maybe it's just starting out with a minute, right? And so once you start getting into the meditation flow, then you start becoming more aware of, well, one, your thoughts yes. and two, your, your emotions and your body sensations and getting reconnected with your body is going to help you to release the emotions because the emotions are moving through. So just circuits of energy, right? And when we can create tangible emotions, creating them to be tangible in our bodies, it takes the power out of them. So they're not, you know, this arbitrary, mm. you know, intangible thing anymore. So Absolutely. I just wanted to make that point because a lot of people, I think there's a lot of fear of going into the emotional self because they're like, oh, it's going to be so overwhelming. Mm. But once you start meditating and getting connected to them, you start realizing that they're really, it's just layers of emotion and we can start to move through the layers. And, and so tuning into the emotion, just feel it on a physical level, because then that's going to start dissipating. And when you feel it, the emotion is only meant to last 90 seconds in our bodies. But what happens is that when we put thought and meaning to things and to the experience, it perpetuates the emotion. So, so that is um, my biggest takeaway. I think my biggest um, suggestion as far as like working with the shadow self is just being with the experience, being with the emotion, no matter what's happening. Cause that's just going to dissipate just like energy. It's, it is, it's just energy. <laughs> Beautiful. And thank you for uh, mentioning this. I, I wasn't aware that we feel an emotion for about 90 seconds before it then becomes, if you like, verbalized as a thought and then the thought perpetuates the emotion so so in other words the first 90 seconds are the most critical in which we we need to capture that emotion sam is there anything you'd like to add to this uh yeah actually there are a couple of things i i like to add um so for me and i i do agree with stacy a meditation practice is i mean it's been very very beneficial to me um one thing though that you know i when she was talking about you know sitting quietly i mean you know my 
little ego brain popped up. It's like, okay, well, what about the people that can't sit quietly? What about them? You know, that gets super frustrated really easily and da da da. Because <laughs> I, you know, I have been one of those people to where, you know, there are times where you sit and you try to meditate and you just can't do it. You know, it, it just can't happen. Yes. And that's really okay. Um, you know, I, I am a firm believer in walking meditations. I love doing walking meditations, you know, walking through nature, um, you know, just walking and observing and, you know, observing your steps. How does your foot feel when it steps down? You know, how, how are the birds singing if they're out, you know, or if it's at night, what do the stars look like? And um, basically being observant of what's going on outside so you could be observant of what's going on inside. You know, for me, that is, that has worked a lot when I just can't go in right away. Another thing as well is, you know, uh, meditation, it's all a practice of breath. It's all breath work, you know? So one thing that has worked really well for me that if I can't get my mind to shut off, just focus on my breathing, the in, the out. How does it sound? How does it feel? Is it cool when it comes in and warm when it goes out? How far down does it go? Can you get a little bit down further, you know, and kind of doing those steps, um, it helps to, you know, to calm the body and it helps to calm the mind. And then maybe you could get into that meditative state afterwards, or maybe that's all you needed. And now you could, you know, face, go off with the rest of your day in a more peaceful, calming presence. Lovely. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, technique. And also it, it goes back to your point about living in the now which is the essence of what we are talking about, especially in meditation, in self-awareness. Be aware, fully aware of what's going on here in your body, in your mind, around you. So to bring this scattered energy into the center of our being. And then we can do all sorts of things from that point. But beautiful uh, techniques and, and suggestions. Thank you so much. Now, I would like to bring into this conversation the topic of ascension, which is effectively raising the frequency of Gaia, Mother Earth, who is a conscious being, of course, and of our own frequency of vibration so that we can ascend with Gaia to a higher dimension. By the way, the term ascension refers to raising the frequency, not a physical ascension into the heavens, <laughs> so that we can live in a higher dimension of higher and more subtle frequencies that will allow us to perceive much more of the creation of our reality and live in a much more refined way, which is perhaps a separate topic. I've got a question here, which is somewhat loaded. So I would like to preface it with something I would like to share with you and our listeners to set the scene. People often ask me, what can I do to help the ascension process for Gaia and for us? And here is what I say, which is an insight I received from the quantum field when I asked this question, what can I do? And the answer was, just do your bit. Live consciously and respectfully with reverence for all life. Be mindful what food you are putting into your body. Eat mainly plant food and reduce animal flesh as much as possible. Don't put toxin substances into your body, drugs, alcohol, cigarette smoke. Live close to nature, 
Don't pollute your environment. Maintain a high-frequency, clean lifestyle with positive thoughts. Watch your emotions. Those negative ones serve as a reminder of something within yourself you need to work on and clear up. Be kind to one another. Have a daily meditation practice. Even 10-15 minutes is good. This is your bit. Just do your bit. If you are an alternative medicine practitioner, a healer, spiritual coach or counselor helping people, this is your bit. If you are a master teacher, speaker, presenter, author, being able to spread high energy messages to millions of people, that is your bit. Every person has their own unique contribution to make, their own bit. So just do your bit, whatever it is, whatever it takes. Now, let's bring into this context the soul shadow work. How does our individual shadow work impact the ascension of the human race and Gaia? And why now is the right time to do this work? Beautiful, beautiful question. I think as we are doing our own inner work and we are coming into the healing process, we are essentially healing the world because as we do our own healing work, we are showing up differently and we are letting go of the fears. We are letting go of the pain and we are letting go of the things that are not no longer serving us. And as each individual does that, our world is going to shift because we're all taking personal responsibility for our own suffering and recognizing that suffering is optional right mm. and so right now as we are letting go of the darker energies that are keeping us stuck the world is gaia the planet mother earth is feeling that and her vibration is also raising mm. so i think it's a very important time because we are we're moving, we're, we're, we're coming into a new earth. We are moving into this new dimensional timeline, this fifth dimensional. We're no longer coming, you know, we're moving away from the three dimensional and recognizing that love is the highest vibration, the, the vibration that we are attaining where we're, it's becoming, you know, what we're moving toward. And so it's important as we recognize that so is as without is within. So when we when we are doing our work, we're we're going to be a mirror to everything else outside of us, and we are a reflection of that. And so that self love, when we start showing up in self love, self compassion, we are also able to provide that to others and take personal responsibility and recognize our true sovereignty in this world. Would you like to learn how to meditate in Theta, the optimum frequency you can have in a meditative state? By popular demand, I have created an instructional Theta meditation package containing a guided audio meditation and an introduction booklet. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind resource 
that will help you achieve and maintain the elusive theta state throughout your meditation and will give you the important background information about theta meditation and this process. For more details, please go to the store on my website at quantumliving.com.au. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is so important. And one key thing that stands out for me in what you just said, which perhaps encapsulates the topic, the issue, is you said, once we have done our shadow work, we show up differently in the world. We show up differently, which is just as you explained, we are reflecting much higher energies. Um, I completely agree. And one thing that uh, Stacy said that really resonated hard with me was responsibility. I think responsibility is definitely a key to, you know, um, transform your own shadow and transform the shadow of the earth. Um, you know, blaming things on other people or, you know, blaming things on, on past where, you know, it's the past is past. That's it. That's only lowers the vibration. So we do need to take responsibility when, when we blame, when we put blame on others or we put blame on our past, I believe that lowers the, the frequency of, of us, which lowers the frequency of the earth. Now, and like, like you were saying, Anna, and I completely agree that, you know, everything is vibrational, you know, energy is vibrational. That's, that's how we run. That's how we flow. And uh, when we're able to go through our shadow work to, you know, do the, the dirty steps, you know, we're able to rise our vibration, which the earth will able to kind of match us. And I, I agree with Stacy, you know, we are transitioning from a 3d to a 5d world. Now in saying that if there's people that still want to stay on the 3d earth, that's fine. You know, that's, that's, that's your de decision. You know, it's, it's your life. We have free will for a reason. So, you know, just stay in 3d and that's totally okay. But if you are ready to make, start making that ascension to 5d, that's when the shadow work comes into play, you know, um, Mm. One thing that I've, I've, I've noticed throughout, you know, my years is there are people that go the spiritual route as a quick fix. Mm. You know, they say, I'm, I'm super spiritual now, you know, I'm, I'm going to all these, you know, festivals and I'm doing all this yoga and stuff like that, but they haven't done the shadow work, mm. you know, they just kind of polished the, the, the top and left, you know, the, the bedrock to crack. And unfortunately within time, it's going to start cracking all the way up. So, you know, dealing with the shadow, dealing with that trauma, whatever the fear, whatever we have so deeply ingrained, that is crucial, in my opinion, to ascension. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. And I am curious, I've got a question, but I don't know if you, or in fact, if anyone has the answer to this question, so we can basically just speculate. When we're talking about some people moving internally by raising their own vibration, preparing to, to go into the fifth dimensional reality while others don't. I am curious, what do you think, what will happen with those who don't? Will, will another earth reality be created with in that five, in that fifth dimension or what, what do you think will happen? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you think will happen? Stacey? That is a great question because it's something I've thought about, you know, I, and I, 
I've often kind of speculated that myself and wondering <laughs> how, like, if, the, if we are going to have, you know, two different, mm. um, you know, realities, say like the Mandela effect, right? We've got one yeah. group over here, yeah, like yeah. remembering things a certain way and then yeah. the other remembering it another way and, and where your vibration is, and that's going to be a choice. And so I think that we, that might be a possibility. That's, you know, something that has crossed my mind. What do you think, Sam? What do you reckon? Um, yeah, honestly, I think that, you know, it all depends on the person's perception and their individual realities. Um, I, I also believe that, you know, not two people's realities aren't the same. Like my reality is not the same as Anna's and it's not the same as Stacy's and vice versa. We all have our own individual realities. So as far as, you know, a, a, you know, like we were talking about, like more of a physical ascension, not so much on that, but I believe, you know, that the, the earth will remain as it always has been. I think the earth, you know, can be that higher frequency and probably already is that higher frequency. It's just waiting for us to catch up. Mm. So I think for, for those of us who do, who are able to internally ascend to that fifth dimension, we will see the earth in completely different eyes, you know, and we will, we will, you know, it'll smell different. It'll sound different, you know, all that. And then the people that want to stay in the third dimension, they'll have the earth as whatever their perception is right now, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I am, you know, really, really believe in that. And I really, really believe that your perception does create your reality. And I also just had one other thought that I, I think is really interesting is that, you know, we, when we are, when we change our vibration, other people around us start changing, right? And so we start planting seeds and our energy becomes contagious. So it also feels like the people around us are going to start to shift. And so as we continue to raise our vibration, other people around us are going to, you know, either they're going to start to change or maybe get inspired or feel like maybe they're, they want to get on the, the high vibration train too. <laughs> or on the opposite. And they, they, if they don't want to go up to that frequency, then they'll, mm-hmm. they will disconnect from your life. Very true. And yeah. I've known a lot yes. of people that, you know, all these, they've had these friends for 20 something years mm-hmm. and they start to ascend their friends for one reason mm-hmm. or another or not. And it has to be disconnected, which I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's a horrible feeling to lose somebody that you've lost for that long, but just remember it is for a greater good. Mm-hmm. And you're you going to find the people that are going to match your vibration. Right. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Yes, I, I can definitely relate to that. There was another possibility, I guess, well, there's infinite number of possibilities of possible futures. <laughs> but uh, one that comes to my mind is, and I'll share something with you, uh, which is perhaps bizarre, um, about, I don't know, we've been in this pandemic for, what, 18 months or so, roughly, shortly before it started. So we're talking probably end of 2019 or so. Uh, I remember I was reading an article about pandemics and something. I don't remember exactly what it was. And then I thought, I wonder how would it feel to live in a pandemic? 
Hmm. Boom. And there I was in a Hmm. pandemic world. So then I started to think, because I had, I've had similar experiences when I had a thought, I wonder how would it feel to blah? And then the blah occurred Mm. in my life. And with such a growing pattern, not only situations around me, but certain health issues. When I just had a sleeping thought, reading about something, oh, this must feel horrible. And and I wonder. And then I was having the Mm. same issue. So there was another perhaps potential of moving your consciousness into one of the infinite realities out there that matches your thought. Oh, you you are wondering how would it feel? Here you go. Here is your experience. (laughs) So now I keep thinking, I wonder how would it feel to be not in a Mm. pandemic, like to be in a healthy, wonderful world. So again, this sort of comes back to the importance of our thoughts mm-hmm. and emotions and and creating our reality and attracting with what mm-hmm. we are thinking, even subconsciously, not as a intention, but as a fleeting mm-hmm. thought. So this is a huge rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that we could possibly go to, but oh, yeah. I would like to go oh, yeah. into a different rabbit hole. A little, at least, mm-hmm. perhaps. Sam, I couldn't help but notice in your bio that you studied indigenous plant medicine of Central and South America. I guess that was ayahuasca and other plant medicine. In my recent podcast episode, Energy Medicine for the Mind, Body and Spirit with Nicola Burnett, we talk about her ayahuasca experience. In fact, she participated in over 80 plant medicine ceremonies over the years and shared her views on the pros and cons of taking ayahuasca. In fact, any plant medicine from the Amazon. I am hugely interested in this in this topic and am currently working, in fact, on having a shaman as my podcast guest. I understand, Stacey, that you are also interested in this topic. And so I'd like to ask each of you, perhaps starting with Sam, could you tell us about your study and your ayahuasca experience if you had one? And if you had a chance to listen to that interview with Nicola, whether you agree with her comments? Yeah. So um, I'm actually very new to uh, the study of, of plant medicine. Um, so for me, I haven't had an experience with ayahuasca as of yet. Um, that's actually kind of what uh, started my my curiosity, you know, ayahuasca, psilocybin, you know, th- things like that. Um, but from from the the material that I have studied, um, and it was you know geared more towards Central and South America, um, the ayahuasca is actually it's, it's a, it's almost a complimentary piece. You know, it's uh, the ayahuasca. I think for me anyway, when I first heard of, you know, ayahuasca, what it did, I thought it was the end all be all, you know, like this, this is, this is the big mm-hmm. thing. Um, but for, you know, for shamanic practices, uh, especially in middle and, and South America, the ayahuasca is just a tool like everything else. 
Okay. You know, and, and there has to be a preparedness for it. You know, there, uh, depending on, on what you're wanting to accomplish with your ayahuasca trip, you know, do you need to do fasting? Do you need to, um, do a specific dieta first? Do you need to get, you know, pummeled with leaves? You know, what what do you need to do to cleanse before you take your ayahuasca ceremony? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's actually what really intrigued me. Um, I would actually like to learn more about, uh, plant medicine more indigenous to, to my location. So I'm actually looking into that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, the, the effects of ayahuasca, and I think Stacy actually has uh, more ex- expertise with that. Um, but I do believe 100% that, you know, it is something that will allow you to open your mind and kind of, you know, turn that ego mind down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, to see the bigger picture, you know, to, to see a, a different reality, to see, you know, different, and I'm not saying this is like a trip reference, but to see like different colors and different shapes, things that you haven't seen before, or things that, you know, are so deep inside of you uh, that you've wanted to see, but you've been too afraid to. So, um, like I said, for my studies, and, and I'm, I'm super new to it, but that's what I believe, you know, ayahuasca, along with many other mm-hmm. plants, you know, almost every plant has a, a healing property for us. So, and I just find that that fascinating because where does it come from? It comes from the earth, mm. just like everything else, you know? Absolutely. And Stacey, I understand that you have actually worked with plant medicine. Could you tell us about your experience? I have. Absolutely. I've been actually feeling very drawn to plant medicine this past year. And I have done various journeys with San Pedro, psilocybin, and I actually will be heading to Mexico at the end of uh, November for a five-day ayahuasca retreat where I'll be sitting with Aya for about three, three days. And so ayahuasca is, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because um, ayahuasca will help you. It's uh, go through that, that shadow self and really go into the dark, you know, stuff that the soul wants you to see and, and um, heal. And um, so that's something that I'm, that I will have to mm. report on at another time, but but the work that I've done in the past year has been mainly with San Pedro and mm-hmm. psilocybin and my couple of journeys that I've done with San Pedro, which is they call the, um, so ayahuasca, I always mix this up, but ayahuasca is the grandmother and San Pedro okay. is the grandfather. And Yes, because uh, ayahuasca is the feminine plant and San Pedro is the masculine. So there. So if you look at both of them um, in that light, it helps to kind of understand. And so you typically San Pedro would be done in the during the day, and ayahuasca would be done during the night. And so that is what typical ceremonies look like um, from my research and experience. And so San Pedro last year, I've done a couple journeys with that. It really opened my eyes to really, well, shut down the ego, first of all, right? So we're taking out the ego when we're getting past that and opening and expanding the connection we all have to the world and the the true oneness that we all Mm -hmm. are. 
and recognizing that, you know, coming to that place of we are love. And I feel like that has really catapulted my own healing journey and even sparking this deeper progression of the, the Be the Love podcast. And the message that I'm here to promote is being mm-hmm. the love and, and truly stepping into alignment with that through the, the plant medicine. Uh, psilocybin, the same, you know, I've done a lot of research and I would love, love to find a way. And I'm actually looking into how I can provide pre, post and integration therapy with the medicine for my clients. And so I've been researching that a lot. I've been studying up on that because I think that there's a missing piece there in our psychotherapy and in the models that we have. I think it all, there's, there's so many factors that go into it, but I think plant medicine is definitely a, a missing piece that we could all benefit from to help, Absolutely. you know, that those stuck pieces of ourselves that, you know, that doesn't um, maybe not getting connected with or healing from. And and so it helps to open up that, that space. And so I would love to be a part of that in, in providing that to help raise consciousness and the vibration of the planet through that. So these plants are, I guess we could say that they are spiritual plants in a sense. Mm, absolutely. In that through the, the chemical reaction, obviously, but there is so much more to them. There is that energy that connects with us at the spiritual level. And in some case, I mean, I've heard of really bizarre ayahuasca or ceremonies. So people have different outcomes and different experiences. I am curious though, why do you think some, if not all, or most of those plant medicine are illegal in most countries? Is it because there's not enough research done? And so we don't know uh, whether they could be fatal or have some damaging effects. Why, Why there is such a big veil of well, not so much secrecy, but the the, the veil of uh, restrictions. What, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm trying not to get on my soapbox here. So. <laughs> uh, two minutes. <laughs> I I think yeah, right. Keep it two minutes. I think honestly that uh, I, research probably does have a have a pretty big part to play because these plant medicines, ayahuasca, Saint Pedro, psilocybin, they were used by our ancestors. Mm-hmm for, you know, spiritual journeys for, you know, where they were going to take their families to next. They, they needed guidance. They needed guided by great spirit, by God, by, you know, the stars, what have you. Um, and I think, you know, as time progressed and we started, you know, to, to be more technologically advanced and pretty much locked into a smaller box, um, we lost sight of, of, the you know medical plants and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature and then you know prescription medication came into play right. um and i think you know and i'm i am not an advocate for big form at all i think it's just yeah i that could be a whole other episode <laughs> oh get off my soapbox again but um i think that that is is a lot 
uh, to do with, you know, with uh, the pharmaceutical companies and saying, you know, you don't have to do this whole big ceremony, waste all this time, because what do we want? We want what we want and we want it now. Here's a pill for you. Mm. Take this pill mm. and you'll be fine in a few hours or, or you know, something like that. Um, so I, I honestly do think that, you know, uh, government entities are holding things like that down, mm. you know, and the other reason I, I think so too is, you know, the, the, they don't want people to think for themselves. Yeah. You know, um, which, which is, is again a whole new, which topic. is a whole new thing, whole and, new. <laughs> and is very unfortunate. But yeah. you know, you, you can't deny the tests that have come that are coming out with psilocybin. That cannot be denied. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think you know, in the very near future, that's going to become legal for medicinal reasons. Mm. You know, oh, let's so, hope so. Yeah, let's so hope so. But. Uh, you know, and, and it started out with with you know marijuana being being legalized in a bunch of places. Now people are starting to say, okay, well, you know, my pain is gone or my mind is opened up from the marijuana. What else is out there? What mm. else is out there? You know, what is out there that has been out there for thousands upon thousands of years that we completely forgot about? You know, and mm. psilocybin, you know, ayahuasca, San Pedro, those mm. are really key components for especially like i said for ancestors you know those were the key components in their spirit work absolutely and the key issue is that i believe that those plants open up our or activate our uh, pineal gland which is again a completely separate well huge another another huge topic for another conversation but once we can activate our pineal gland then the whole new dimension of living opens up to us. So. Right, and we're not a slave to society any longer. I have a feeling that there is another <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> somewhere here shaping up. <laughs> Stace, what are your thoughts on, I, on I that? Would, I would agree. I think there's, you know, something at play, you know, the, the controlling forces, you know, that don't want us to have access to these beautiful medicines that will open up our our consciousness and to recognize, you know, our true nature, which is coming to that place of oneness and love. I think because mm. once we start to recognize that, you know, and, and more people do, I think there's, you know, that there, there's fear, right? There's fear that comes up for the controlling forces that yes. play. <laughs> yes. So fear versus love. Could you tell us about your book, Your Empowered Soul? A natural path to heal anxiety and depression. Is it out yet or is it in the process? Um, actually, yeah, it was published at the end of 2018, oh, I think. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it's been out for a while. It's on Amazon. And it's really, it was a book that I was inspired to write because I saw that you know, just through the work with my own clients and our, the world, at, you know, and all the, the violent crimes that were happening and the, everyone's being like over-medicated, mm. right? And so over-medicated with antidepressants or anti-anxiety, antipsychotics, and there was a lot of crimes that were coming and they were showing that people who were committing these crimes, you know, the homicides, uh, school shootings, things like that were actually, a lot of them were on some kind of antipsychotic, antidepressant, and, and that those side effects were contributing to a lot of that. And I wanted to really 
put out a book that showed that there's another way we can heal from our anxieties, our depression, you know, from taking initiative and going within. And, you know, some of the work that we have been talking about, you know, looking at the emotional self, looking at the physical self. So the foods we eat and how yeah. the foods contribute to a lot of the, the food and mood. Mm. And so, and then some of the other things, the neurotransmitters um, that we can, you know, change by eating the food, detoxing, you know, the environment we live in. And so there's lots of, lots of tools um, in the book to really give someone the, to empower someone to really start making those changes in their life uh, just by taking it one step at a time. So. Lovely. And obviously I will include a, a link to, uh, to this book on Amazon and wherever else can it can be bought in, uh, together with all the other links in the show notes uh, on my website. So, Sam, what's next on the agenda for you? Well, uh, continuing to to do the podcast, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, uh, the message that we're uh, putting out there and all the wonderful guests that we've had, I mean, I, I, I don't see me wanting to leave that anytime soon. So moving forward with the mm. podcast, um, moving into uh, more of a sound healing modality for me. Um, and, you know, basically just kind of getting, getting my own uh, business started is, is definitely my goal. I hope to, mm -hmm. you know, have something in the works by, you know, maybe mid next year, spring ish, summer ish, maybe end of summer, something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, you know, just, continuing to to help bring a, a message of you know love and and peace and to let people out there know that you know what you see on the news is not the entire world mm. there is a whole other beautiful side of the world that is just waiting just waiting absolutely stacy mm -hmm. what's next on your agenda Yes. Great question. So definitely continuing with the podcast, you know, it's been just a vision. I want to just continue to grow that podcast. And I'm also working on creating a course around my book because I want okay. it to be a little bit uh, you're more tangible for people to have access to that information and maybe more guidance systems. So that's something that is really important to me. So that'll be coming uh, soon and probably in the next year as I continue mm -hmm. to, to work on that. So, but those are my, those are my projects right now. Lovely. Okay, guys. Well, we could be talking for another hour or two or all day. And as I said earlier on, <laughs> there is there are another <laughs> topic or a couple of topics shaping up for another episode because there was there is just so many rabbit holes we can go to. And all this information in the end of the day is really important to our listeners because the more we talk about it, the more people will talk about it, the more people will understand, will start connecting the dots. And so collectively, we can raise the frequency of, of every individual, one person at a time, and then collectively and of our beautiful mm -hmm. uh, Gaia, our beautiful Mother Earth. So before we close, I would like to ask each of you, what would be your key message, your key takeaway for our listeners that would lift their spirit? Stacey. Yes. So my key message is 
be kind, love yourself, have compassion for yourself, and just love your humanness. Thank you, Sam. Well, there was there's a motto that I've always <laughs> lived by, and it's don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. <laughs> so okay. basically just be a good person. Be a good person and life will be just fine. Lovely. Well, so thank you so much, Stacy and Sam. It's been a great conversation. There's always not enough time to to fit everything in. And I'm sure that our listeners will love it uh, as much as I have and everyone will find something of interest uh, specifically for them. I will, of course, post the links and all information about you in the show notes on my website so that people can find you. Keep spreading the light with your beautiful souls and the beautiful work that you do. Thank you. And thank you, Anna. Thank you for providing this platform. It's so beautiful. And I'm just be honored that we were able to be here and share this space with this conscious, conscious beautiful conscious conversation today so thank you thank you thank you namaste 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 that's all for today folks if you enjoyed the show please post a review on apple podcast to encourage others to listen to it and lift the spirit across the world and the universe for the show notes and contact details please go to my quantum living podcast on podpage.com I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, be well.